The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, we'd be lost without our tea. I, I, I watched it yesterday and uh, not all of it. And while I was educated and informed, I, I was deeply frustrated yesterday. It was an SH1T show. It, it was desperate. I thought it was badly chaired. It had no structure to it. Just when one member seemed to be making progress on the tripartite deal, on the barter account or on the toy show, the musical, they would go on to another speaker. You'd think they'd deal with all topics to conclusion. Um, And then there was breaks for votes and so on. Uh, We're going to talk. We have Philip Ryan, the political editor of the Irish Independent, uh, uh, in studio. And we're going to speak because the PAC is meeting later this morning to Brian Stanley, uh, the chairperson. And I think what's going to emerge today is either on Wednesday or Thursday of next week, Ryan Tuberty, the the, the popcorn levels will go up uh, and Noel Kelly will appear and the arrangements are being put in place for that. And we'll see what further documentation, the dump of documentation. But uh, Philip, just just first of all, I, 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 I was... I was interested in the ratings that your colleague Hugh did uh, on each mm. person. I mean, I, I just have to say, I, I was mildly entertained by these people. I was deeply irritated. Just. Like, take Adrian Lynch, right? Mm. Well, first of all, I find his whole kind of smarmy, uh, you know, too cool for school sort of assertion sometimes to be very difficult. <laughs> you know, he, he'd say, K-Club, yeah, uh, you know, and then he'd say, you know, the flip-flops, yeah, you know, and, and just goys and all. It's like something straight out of Ross or Carol Kelly. Yeah. Geraldine O'Leary, you know, yeah. when asked was her position was untenable, what did she turn around? She had a pity party. Yeah. It was untenable because things had crossed a red line for her. What yeah. about the red lines that she'd crossed? I mean, I, I thought that the chairman just, uh, O'Reilly, she, she, she just looks forlorn at this stage. I thought Rory Coveney was just a spoofer when it came to the toy show uh, musical. Just, just on the toy show, first of all, uh, other people who do pantomimes say the average cost of doing it at mm. Christmas is 250k. Well, right. how, how did they get to 2.2 million? Well, I think one of the things that they did was they decided to hold it in the National Convention Centre and that would have spiked. You're talking about the entire cost, the 250k, you'd clock that up over five nights in the, the Convention Centre to start with. Um, and then it was a major production. It's costing them... Is they it, did it in-house. They didn't outsource it, apparently. No, they didn't. They, they, yeah. they put it all together. But they, they also practised uh, and rehearsed in Crow Park. Um, and the entire set, I think I heard this morning that it's costing 8,000 euros a year to even just in, store it. In perpetuity yeah, going so forward. It's like that is just unbelievable. But again, no, no consequences. What for you were the biggest... Re- like we started with the shock mm. that the board have no... They met the previous night. They have no confidence mm. in the executive. Yep. Well, I mean, like the, the truth of it is... Why the executive is still there? The point is this. I'm very familiar with that structure. The, the board can't run the company, can't mm. micromanage the company. You have to leave it up to the executives. Mm. If you don't have confidence, you have dysfunction from the get-go. Yeah. It's an oversight role. Like that, that's what a board is. But, but I think, and you, you touched off it there at the start of your intro, is like the, the explosive uh, testimony was from the former CFO, Breda O'Keefe, when she came she was in the best witness. and gave chapter and verse of what her recollection, as she called it, but her recollection seemed very accurate. And the, her, her replacement CFO, this guy, Richard Collins, um, had to correct the record uh, at least once. Uh, 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 well, uh, particularly, the guy who doesn't how long, his, he, he was only three days in the building and then, sorry, I missed a 
year there. Exactly. I mean, my God. This is a guy who doesn't know his salary, doesn't know when he started his job, and he's responsible he for know the day multi, of the week. multi-million euro uh, broadcasting the, the finances of this company. But and, it, I, and it was I, quite clear from Bre- Breedo Keefe, I think the net point of her was that Tuberty was looking for X, Y and Z and she was saying no, no, no. She wasn't going to guarantee things. She yeah. wasn't going to cover the Renault uh, shows and so on. Yeah, no, no Breed O'Keefe does, if her testimony is to be believed and we have to, um, is, seems a very formidable woman and put the foot down in a lot of these conversations. And the main thing is, the main point I took from her was she, t- she says anyway, she told the incoming guy, the Richard Collins fella, everything. He knew it all. But like that's not the impression we've got over the last two weeks. We had the impression that was clearly given over the yeah, last no, few weeks. No, he gave the impression he brought in the barter account that's to the main starters. finances yeah. and he solved all this problem. So, so uh, uh, blame it on the flip-flops? Well, this is the thing. And, and that was kind of one of the things that I got frustrated about was Brita uh, O'Keefe is given all this testimony, goes to the first uh, person on the panel, I think it was Brendan Griffin, and he wants to talk about completely different things. I, I the, thought, spreadsheet. Yeah, the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. But look, the flip-flops. Let's, let's, it's a great story. It is. Ah, it's a crack. Well, the whole thing, the whole counts was a goldmine to look through. Yeah. And let, let, I think it's fair to say, though, look, there is a, scent, a, a, a part of entertainment that goes along with a lot of roles, especially in the commercial world. Uh, in politics, you know, I'm sure you were brought out to all sorts of dinners in Shanahan's and everywhere else well, by people yeah. trying to influence you. And, you know, like the media no, no, do it no, to no, try to no, get stories off people. Know, uh, what would happen would be once or twice a year, there would be a, a lunch organised uh, for advertisers. Mm. And I or Pat Kenny or, you know, any of the per- performers, you know, uh, would, would be there and we would meet and greet them. It, it yeah. like, but it would actually be quite focused. You know, there would mm. be media executives, advertising executives there. Uh, and the and sometimes, like like the hard shoulder was sponsored <laughs> yeah. by Nissan and, mm. and Nissan would be there and I'd be told to, to be nice to them and all yeah. that. Kind of, but like there was no really going matches I mean uh, so mm. so what in terms of 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 the gulf between the circumstances that the journals are working in tell this story of Soho house versus toilets yeah this is the this is quite extraordinary and I think the RTE uh, broadcasting union really kind of nailed it home with this one Mo Kelly put out a statement yesterday the, the station's education correspondent uh, comparing the fact that uh, Geraldine O'Leary, the head of commercial, had this long-running four-year, uh, around €2,000 a year, uh, membership of an exclusive Soho club. I think I, I heard on the radio this morning that Meghan Markle met Harry there. Um, and they, 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 and they used this because they shut down their London office uh, to save money. But at the same time, Brexit was ongoing and all those negotiations, Windsor frameworks, votes in the parliament and and RTE's London correspondent at the time, Fiona Mitchell, was forced because she had no office to record uh, on-air segments from the toilets of cafes around uh, the city. Uh, absolutely stark uh, uh, contrast. Now, this morning, uh, the minister is meeting who? Uh, he, uh, Minister Martin is meeting uh, the, the incoming DG, uh, Kevin Backhurst, and the current uh, board chair, Shunir Alig. So, and look, this is another meeting that has been brought forward. Uh, there is an element of uh, Catherine Martin uh, amongst her colleagues that she doesn't really get the urgency of all this. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask you about Catherine Martin because mm-hmm. I, I, I think her performance has been lamentable. First of all, she's three years in the job. She's mm-hmm. there since 2020. Um, 
you know, it's not a massive department. It's mm-hmm. not like health where you're, you know, fighting. It has a lot of parts, let's it, say. It yeah. has a lot of parts. Yeah. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. I have no sense for her, mm-hmm. from her, that 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 she was on top of this, mm-hmm. that she was, she was, you know, making her presence felt with, with the board. And I have no sense that she believes in a particular direction for RT. And if these re- reviews, which is really outsourcing thought leadership to me, mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay to have corporate governance reviews, but she's not actually showing any leadership as the sh- shareholder of this company. I think you're correct on that. The, one of the standout moments for me was the day after this thing broke, when RT put out that seven-page statement, giving us all the juicy details about this contract and all the, the internal reviews that had to be carried out. Catherine Martin uh, said she would meet them that happened on a Thursday. She said she'd meet them on a Monday, four days later, to see them. She then held a press conference the next day in her constituency in a local school where she was, you know, trying to drum up a little bit of support. And um, she was asked, well, why aren't you meeting them over the weekend? I think it was uh, my own colleague, uh, Gabby Agadavishkaita, who asked, like, why aren't you meeting them tomorrow? And she said, oh, well, maybe I will meet them tomorrow, actually. Yeah, I think I will. So... Everything and even this meeting was supposed to be on Friday, and now she's bringing it forward as well. She's it, it, it. There really is the impression that she's been put under pressure by some others in government who are like, "Look, can you please get a handle of this because it's getting out of control, and the focus is coming back on the government, which you can be a hundred percent sure the politicians do not want." In your own analysis piece, you focus on uh, how much lavish smoozing was needed for people to take mm-hmm. out an ad. I mean, like if if you look at TV advertising, I'd say. You know, apart from Coronation Street and some of those, they might get three, four hundred thousand viewers. Mm. You know, the Late Late Show north of five hundred thousand. You know, it. You, you don't have to be a schmoozer. You know, or take you have live coverage of the All Ireland Final or something like. You don't need to schmooze. No people. You know, the, the supply and demand for those adverts. What was the central point you were making? Well, look, everybody in the private media, uh, people in here, people in uh, the Irish Independent and independent newspapers in general, they, it is just very hard to compete with RT. Uh, because they have they have the most and watched the TV heritage. shows they have the they heritage have, older yeah. people exactly you know, yeah. you know, if, 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 if the Angelus and a candle was lighting they'd watch it <laughs> yeah or they don't turn off the radio or switch from RT1 but it, you have they have the highest rated shows on TV the, the most listened to radio stations uh, one of the most looked at websites which can all be used to advertise so when you're in that type of market and you're turning around to whatever your client is like are they really going to say well I won't do, I'll only do the ad if you bring me over to Japan to watch the Rugby World Cup and then, and then we'll talk after that. I don't think that's Like true. they have the live coverage of the biggest events. Yeah, they absolutely do and, and they the, the, the easiest sell, mm. uh, 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 I think, uh, on, on the market. So, there's now seven investigations into RTE. Yeah, seven. How, how, how will it, like, obviously, it's going to be absolute box office with uh, Noel Kelly and Ryan Turberty next week before the PAC. Uh, I'd uh, say more people will watch that than watch Toy Story, the Toy Story <laughs> show, the musical. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be hard. There was only 11,000 people. Because they gave, they gave out thousands, tens of thousands yeah. of free tickets yeah. uh, 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 and so on. But my point is this. Um, when might we see some finality or actions instead of talking? Oh, look, we're a long, long way. Uh, Grant Thornton is probably the most advanced because they're going through everything and they're discovering things. And they've been asked to do the, the musical as well. Yeah, they're, they're going. Everything that pops up, they, they get throws over to Grant Thornton. So that's kind of... Um, that's moving and it's moving quickly. Uh, the, the various... The Public Accounts Committee and the Media Committee 
They'll do the reports. Their politicians, they're going to want... The, the doll is, fin- is up next week for the summer. You can be sure... But the committees will remain throughout the summer. Well, some of the members will, yeah. I, right. but I, a lot of the members... I don't think that's going down great, the idea of sitting throughout the summer for some of them. Is that so? Right, I don't... Well, no, people have I holidays booked and time with their families, etc. Who, who, who do you think uh, have been the star uh, performers on the Oireachtas committees? Um, Imelda yes. Munster uh, uh, has been across both committees. Imelda Munster has been good. Alan Dillon. She, she's been the good. bane of Geraldine O'Leary. Yeah, she, she takes a quite of a, a little bit of a condescending attitude to them. It has to be said. Um, but I think when people kind of probe into the stuff a little bit more, it's quite impressive. You know, when they're digging down into like the way Timmy Dooley elicited the answer yeah. around the cars yesterday. Uh, Alan Dillon was good, like I said. Brendan Griffin was good in in, in that he was trying to nail down the, the reality of the cost of the, the toy show, the musical as well. And uh, Alan Kelly, of course, he's a... Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a robust a pack, operator. A packed stalwart. And he knows himself, he's, uh, like he might say himself, that, you know, there's no point in grandstanding a lot of these committees. Ask the questions, find the answers and move on. Like That's what the committees are for, for probing. The final thing I want to ask you about is Kevin Backhurst. Uh, in, the, in the way that this started was, it was all D Forbes' fault. Mm. The way they're now pointing is all the solve, uh, solutions will come from our clean, cool hero mm. uh, who cleaned up the newsroom, Kevin Backhurst, yeah. who went on to be in a regulatory role was with Alcom BBC and so on. I'm just wondering, um, is it an advantage or a disadvantage to have been in Montrose before? And, and, and has he been overhyped? He has been in Montrose, but like you suggested as well, he's had other quite senior roles across the, role, uh, the globe. And, and like Ofcom, I think that's an experience um, of his career that's important for what he's moving into now, that he will have some sort of kind of oversight uh, background when he's going in and trying to, to clean up the mess. Like you'd wonder as well, will he have the authority that he thought he was going to have going into that role? Because obviously the politicians have got their nails tightly into RTE now and you'd wonder what, how much they're going to let go. All right. Uh, some of your comments on WhatsApp. Will uh, will the government that in the past allowed imprisonment of people for non-payment of licence fee do the same for the misappropriation of public funds by RTE? And will the person who had a car for five years have to pay benefit in kind for same? And uh, will they expect us to pay for the licence fee in future? We heard yesterday that the way the benefits, if the value of the car is 70 grand, it's 37% of it per annum. You've got to pay in benefit in kind tax uh, at your marginal rate. Another asks, Ivan, how can I justify paying my TV licence after yesterday? RT is broken and has lost the confidence of the public. It looks to me as if members of the board think they might be above answering uh, to the people. And <laughs> the texter says, not losing their sense of humour, RT Doll Committees the Musical would be a huge success. I hereby reserve the rights to that idea. My thanks to Philip Ryan. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.